It's an all-new season of the Football NYC Big Blue Breakdown podcast on YesNetwork.com. Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy of BigBlueInteractive.com give the best Giants analysis week to week. And now, Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new season of the Big Blue Breakdown podcast presented by the Yes Network and in association with the Big Blue Interactive website because my co-host is none other than Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website. And Eric, I got to tell you, last season was our first year doing this podcast and the Giants ended up winning the Super Bowl, so you knew we had to do it again. Yeah, good luck, isn't it? It's unbelievable. They did. They had another run almost identical to what they did five years earlier. And I, I never thought I'd see that again. And we saw it five years later that the playoff run was just amazing. And we never really did a a post-Super Bowl um, show. And, and the Giants are NFL champions, um, Super Bowl champions again. And it's just a great feeling. Yeah, it's so nice in the off season uh, that you get to look back and you look at last season and you even look at the tough losses and the games they, they pulled out and won and just the run that they went on at the end. And personally, I think it's so much better when your team is not expected to do great things and you end up getting into the playoffs and winning a Super Bowl th- bowl like that, similar to the one that they won a bunch of years ago. Uh, so it really was an exciting offseason, and it was very interesting to see how the Giants were going to go into this defense of the world championship and usually I would always say that when the Giants are expected to do good things it really doesn't happen but clearly when they defended their last Super Bowl title Eric when they left the field after a victory in Pittsburgh I really thought as you know I think everybody thought that they were the best team in football up until the Plaxico Burris incident so what are your feelings about the Giants mindset coming into this year and Another defense of a world championship. Yeah, you know, you see a lot of the pundits on on these TV shows and stuff saying, "Well, the last time the Giants tried to repeat, they didn't have a good year." And I, I don't know what those those people are talking about because at, at one point in the season, there was a long stretch where everyone was saying the Giants are the best team in football because the two teams that played in the Super Bowl that year, the Giants went into their home parks and beat both Arizona and and Pittsburgh and. Um, they, they were the number one seed in in the conference going into the playoffs, and they had a bad day. And they were, you know, the losing Plaxico hurt. They were getting worn down on the defensive line. But I, I think they've got. I think there are enough people, not a lot of people, but there are enough people that were around that last time. It's the key figures being Eli and Tuck, and of course uh, Coughlin, and the coaching staff who remember that last missed chance and I think that sort of sticks in their crawl a little bit still and I think they're going to respond most importantly you know there's a lot of good football players on this team I mean Eli Manning is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now Jason Pierre-Paul is one of the best defensive players in football and there are there are a lot of good football players all over this roster and and this is going to be a good team if injuries don't don't hit, and they keep their heads on straight. And I think Tom Coughlin will keep their heads on straight. So I, I, I think they've got a legitimate shot at this. Yeah, and I want to start on the offensive side of the ball because clearly, even though Eli Manning won a Super Bowl uh, four years back, there really wasn't you know, that much confidence in being one of the elite quarterbacks. Sure, he had a last-minute drive, and he had that touchdown to Plaxico Burris, and he had a great season. 
but clearly he's getting much more respect after this Super Bowl and last year's season, the stats that he put up. And between you and me, uh, come on, Eric, he basically carried this team last year because their defense was not that great in the first half of the season, and they had no running game. No running game. So Eli Manning, me and you were singing his praises every week last year, and he clearly carried the team, and I think that everybody saw the jump that he took into the so-called elite status. So coming into this season with an elite quarterback and the weapons around him, I think Victor Cruz has shown in the preseason that he still has, you know, the moves and Hakeem Nix is going to be a steady starting receiver, if not an explosive, which we saw once again in the playoffs, the damage that he can do. And let's start off with the receivers. You add Ruben Randall, which from what I've seen in visiting training camp and in the preseason games, I think he looks like a very nice third option. Yeah, I mean, they the thing about Eli, before we get to the, to, to the receivers, is I think he's in a really good spot mentally right now. I think he knows he's good, and he just seems very calm, very confident. Um, it's his team, and he knows it. And I think we're going to see even better things from him. And I, and I, I think you could argue he was the MVP of the league last year, if you take, especially if you take into account the playoffs, um, because he was the best quarterback in the playoffs last year. I don't care what his detractors say. Um, and as you said, he's got these weapons. Now, the big, the big loss with the wide receivers was Mariel Manningham. But Ruben Randall looks like he's going to be a more than adequate replacement. The, the, the concern with him, of course, is he's, he's a rookie, so there's going to be growing pains. You saw that a little bit in the last preseason game that he and Eli weren't on exactly the same page, but everybody who has seen him, coached him, played with him, keep talking about how good this guy is, and I think he's got a much higher upside than Mar- Mario Manningham had because Mario was a very good player, and he made a lot of clutch key catches, especially in the playoff run, but the, he was, you know, he and Eli weren't always on the same page either. And that's after uh, he'd been around for a number of years. So I, I like this kid's upside. And they've got some other guys now um, besides um, Nick and Cruz um, who might factor in this. they got Dominique Hickson back, and there's a, there's a, there's a comfort level there. Uh, they have Gerald Jernigan, who now has another year under his belt, and then Ramsey's Barden seems to be starting to finally come on a little bit. So they've got some they've got some weapons at wide receiver. Their biggest problem is going to be having enough uh, balls to throw around to all these guys because there's a lot of talent there. And in the, in the tie in with that, my big worry was was losing Jake Ballard um, uh, with the knee injury, and then ultimately he got waived and picked up by the, by the Patriots. But Martellus Bennett looks like he's going to be a good blocker, and he's done better as a receiver than I expected thus far in the preseason. Eli seems to look at in his direction, and he's a heck of an athlete. So if he can make similar types of plays that Ballard did or even better, they're in really good shape. Yeah, and you, you, you love the way Eli spreads the ball around on offense. You know Henry Hynoski is going to get his two catches per game, which he usually gets. You know that Martellus is probably going to get just as many targets as Jake Ballard got. Maybe if Eli trusts him a little bit more, he'll get even more targets, maybe down in the red zone. And uh, uh, Pope seems to be very high on Martellus Bennett now, and he's a tight end guru. So that's a really good sign because when he came out of Dallas, you heard a lot of people say he's a bust, he's a bust, you'll see. You know, a lot of Dallas fans were saying that. But I remember when they drafted him, they were very high on him. It's just that he backed up a guy like Witten. Now, what I've seen so far from the preseason as far as the running game, I'm a little concerned with the run blocking, and I don't think it changed that much from last year. 
But I think with David Wilson, the Giants were excited to draft him, okay, and they saw what he did in college. But I think after watching him in that preseason game and seeing him basically run a whole drive on his own, I think they are very, very excited about what this man can do and they're going to incorporate him into the offense more. Because, you know, a lot of times, like when the Giants got Ron Dane, you knew, you know, this was this running back coming into camp, but you really just didn't see the excitement in preseason about a player. And I think they really see it with David Wilson. And I think the Giants' offense is going to find a way to get him the ball. Yeah, and, you know, there's a lot of old coaches on this team. And it was interesting they all seem to have the same reaction when they got the first glimpse of Wilson in the mini camps and the OTAs and then going into training camp. They all said, we've never had a guy like this before. And they, they could barely contain you know, their excitement about him, which they don't tend to do that. Now, he's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes, especially they're, they're going to be concerned about pass protection with him. But, boy, when he got on the field the other day um, – he was operating at a different speed than everybody on on the field, and and it was it, it was exciting to see that the if the Giants' offense has an Achilles heel, heel, and I think everyone knows this, it's the offensive line right now. They've got um, a number of guys that that they won with last year that I think they'll be okay with. I think David Boss at center is gonna is gonna have a nice year. I think Snee at guard is gonna rebound. Kevin Booth did a good good job at at center last year. But the concern is with the tackles. David Deal seems to be doing all right so far at right tackle, but they really had penciled in Will Beatty as the left tackle, and he's basically missed the entire offseason because of a back injury. So now they've got this old, aging, declining um, Sean Locklear playing left tackle, and he's held up well, um, but he's, he's, he, left tackle is not really his natural position, so we'll have to see. When you go in and play these, these really good pass rushers in the NFC East, you got to be a little bit concerned about Eli, and then that ties in with what you're talking about with the ground game. And the one guy I don't forget about with the ground game, too, is everyone's excited about David Wilson, and they should be, and I think he's the future at that position. But Ahmad Bradshaw is healthy now, um, and he's got a lot of pride, and they've basically been kind of keeping him under wraps because they know what they've got in him. And I expect a, a decent year, um, and maybe his best year out of Ahmad Bradshaw this year, number one, because he's healthy, but number two, I think he, David Wilson's going to push him to be be the be the best. So I think the run the running game will be good if they get the blocking, and that's key. And then what ties in with the blocking too is Sean uh, Martellus Bennett is a, is a good blocker. And then you talked about Henry Hanowski. He's going to be in his second year as a fullback, and he'll be a much better blocker as well too. Yeah, I just think with Eli Manning back at quarterback and the confidence that you spoke about, and with the receivers being healthy now, and David Wilson and Ahmad Bradshaw, the Giants' offense is potentially really in store for an explosive season, and and I just think that there's too many weapons here to, to you know, to hold them back in a game. And to flip it over to the defensive side of the ball, is it me or is this the first year where we have you know a healthy Jose Uminura, a healthy well so far healthy Justin Tuck? I mean, I'm sure they missed the game the other night because of these injuries, but I'm guessing they're all going to make the first game. And a Jason Pierre-Paul, you know, all in the lineup at the same time. And we saw it during the Jets game, during the preseason, just the havoc that these guys can wreak on an opposing offensive line. And sure, I think with that, the Giants' defensive line, you can get away with these injuries at cornerbacks. Because think about it, last year, Eric, 
the Giants won a Super Bowl with Ross and Webster as their cornerbacks. It's not right. like they have Revis back there or Nam Diasamwa. You know, they have two really solid safeties. So the defensive lines play really helps out the cornerbacks, you know, only if the defensive line is healthy. Right. And, and Corey Webster is a pretty good player, so let's not underestimate him. But you're right that, you know, the corners – the secondary was obviously helped by the defensive line, and the defensive line really wasn't as healthy as people say it was at the end of last year. Tuck was still hurting. He was just playing better, but he was he had off-season surgery to fix that shoulder, um, and, you know, that's kind of bothered him a little bit this year, this preseason, but I hopefully that's not, that's not going to be an issue, but that's something to keep an eye on. But you're right. If they can wheel out Umanura, Pierre-Paul, Tuck, um, they've even got some young guys out there. We'll have to see. The final cuts are rolling in right now, but they've got even some young guys that 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 may even be able to spell them. Um, that's a lot of that's a lot of quality pass rush. I think Linville Joseph is going to have a a really good year. He was playing pretty darn well last year, and but he was doing it on one foot because his 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 other foot was an issue that he had to have off season surgery on. So they're going to miss Chris Canty, I think, for the first six weeks. Um, it's going to be interesting. They got to keep those guys like Linville Joseph and Rocky Bernard healthy. But if they can, they're going to be really strong up front. Then, you, then if they can stay healthy, then you get Chris Canny halfway through the year, and he's going to be he's going to be fresh when everybody else is sort of banged up. You get him back, um, and they'll be able to come at people in waves. And the nice thing behind them is now they've got, and I'm sure this is where you were going to go in. You were going to get into. They've got some some quality players now at linebacker. They've got some good athletes. Michael Bowley hasn't played all preseason because of a hamstring issue, and he's he's he was one of the most underrated guys they had last year. But they brought in Keith Rivers from a trade, and he looks he's looked great. So if you get Bowley back and you have Keith Rivers, and then you got guys like uh, Shaquan Williams, who's another good athlete, and even Spencer Paysinger is a good athlete and who's played well. They've got some really good athletes at linebacker now, which they didn't have last year. So the front seven on the Giants looks much stronger than it did even last year. Yeah, usually when you come into the season, the Giants always have injury issues at linebacker, and I'm glad you brought that up because I saw – an excited Keith Rivers. I was very happy when they made this trade, and I could just tell when he's playing on the team surrounded by these great defensive linemen and surrounded by a world championship team, I could tell he just looks really, really fast out there, and I think he's going to be a great addition to the team. I'm liking uh, what I'm seeing out of Chase Blackburn. I mean, I thought he had such a great, great playoff run. I'm very happy for him. I'm very happy that the Giants hung on to him. I think Herzlich, I agree with you. I think Herzlich is going to make strides. I mean, I thought he had a, a huge first year. You know, considering what he's battled in the past, and and Williams has shown some speed. He kind of reminds me of a Jesse Armstead at the mm-hmm. linebacker position. And you're right; they've been playing without Bowley, who was their best linebacker last year, and who basically, you know, was the captain of that crew. And yeah, I'm excited to see what this group can do. And and you know, I don't think I've said that in a long time about the Giants' linebacking core. Yeah, and the game has changed. The game's turned to a passing league, and. They can roll out these athletic linebackers now who can help with these tight ends. They can help out with the backs out of the backfield. So I think you're going to see a lot of, a lot of formations where you get the, the athletic linebackers, the bullies, the Williams, the, the Rivers on the field at the same time. 
they can play the run if there is if there's a draw play or, or you know the teams try to cross them up with a run out of the shotgun or something like that. But the most important thing in today's game is they're, they're going to be able to run sideline to sideline and cover these tight ends, and that's the evolution. That's where the league's going. You're seeing these athletic tight ends come out. Everyone's throwing the football now. You know, it's not unheard of for someone to throw for 5,000 yards, and you know, I you know they've got Blackburn and he's he's played well, but the future of the league are these are these athletic guys at, at linebacker, and and fortunately the Giants have a number of them now. So he, so even if Bully does get hurt, they still got a couple other guys that can come out on the field and do the same thing. Yeah, and as far as the defensive backfield goes, the two safeties are solid players: Kenny Phillips, Antro Roll, and you mentioned Corey Webster. And I thought he had a great postseason, too, because you never really called his name, which meant he was doing a good job. And and Aaron Ross is now in Jacksonville, and we'll see who's going to start the season, whether it be Coe. Uh, I know Hosley wants to get in there. I thought he made a great play in the Jets game, so we kind of saw the talent that he possesses. And we'll see what the Giants, uh, you know, what, the, what they do with the cornerbacks, because uh, Prince of Makamura, you could pretty much count him out for the first week, maybe two, and you just don't know with a sprain. And we're crossing our fingers with Terrell Thomas. I hate to be a pessimist about this situation, but when it comes to the knee and when it comes, you know, when it comes down to the guy missed all last season on the knee, I really can't expect him to make a huge impact on the team the whole season. I hope I'm wrong because clearly he was the Giants' best cornerback on the team. So, you know, like I've mentioned before, the best thing for the cornerbacks is a pass rush, which the Giants would have this year. And think about it. During the during the uh, preseason, you really don't see a lot of different defensive looks, and we saw a dominant Giants defensive line and Gi- do- dominant Giants defense in the Jets game and against the Chicago Bears. So m- mostly the two games where the starters played a lot of the the game, we really saw some dominance, and you know that's not even the the packages that we're going to see during the season. So yeah. I- I'm very excited to see what this team can do, and I'm hoping they come out with the same hungry mindset that they did the last time they defended their Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, they got a tough schedule, and we're going to come back and talk about that on the second part of the Big Blue Breakdown podcast with Eric Kennedy and Joe Callis. Stay with us, folks. YesNetwork.com's award-winning coverage includes blogs and columns from the pros who have their pulse on New York sports. It's truly a one-stop source for all of the best videos, news, and information on the web. That's all at YesNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Big Blue Breakdown. Once again, here are Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Welcome back, everyone, to Yes Network's Big Blue Breakdown podcast. Joe Cal, along with Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website. It's the number one Giants fan message board on the Internet. And I got to tell you, Eric, before we get to talking about the NFC East and the forecast for the Giants this year and the Dallas Cowboys, I followed your website during the whole offseason. And I love to hear Giants talk every single day, whether it be during the offseason, May, April, draft time. And that's one of the great things about your website. It's that giant fans can go there any day that they want, vent about whatever they want to vent about, talk about the draft, talk about players, and I think you do a really good job. Oh, thanks. Yeah, well, Giants fans were a crazy bunch. And it is amazing that when I started the website 18 years ago, you know, I thought I was sort of the lone wolf out there, that someone who'd be crazy about talking about Giants in the middle of the off season, but there's a there's a whole huge community out there that you have Giants fans who can't get enough about talking about their team every single every single day of the year. So so it's it's a great place for Giants fans to come around and just talk football. Yeah, and I think all Giant fans are looking at a division title here. You know, I think that it's it's really 
it's really conceivable that the Giants can expect to win a division, although you hear a lot of people saying that the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in the division and the Dallas Cowboys and now RG3. I have to think, even looking at the Giants' schedule, see, I'm not a schedule guy because the games that look tough now in December and November may not be that tough because things change within teams. And if you told me last year, Eric, that we were going to look at games against the Washington Redskins and the Seattle Seahawks and consider those losses and, and a game and a game at New England against the Patriots and consider that a win, you know, I would think you're crazy. And especially a team like the Giants. And let me tell you why. Because the Giants are, A, I believe, a better road team than they are home team. So I think it's always better when they play a good team on the road rather than home. And, B, they always rise to the level of their competition. So I think if a Giants see a challenge every week, I think the Giants play better. Yeah, and the thing that we learned last year, and they talked about this, it wasn't just lip services. Uh, Jerry Reese and Tom Coughlin kept saying, battle-tested, battle-tested. They played the best in the regular season, so when they got into the playoffs, they weren't intimidated by anyone. And they saw many of the same teams that they saw in the regular season, and they knew that they knew they were close in beating them. So, so they knew they, they, you know, they all came out of that San Francisco game when they lost the regular season and said, we can beat these guys. They knew that they should have beaten the Packers in the Meadowlands. So, so the, you know, I have, I have um, complete confidence in this team if they get into the playoffs that they can make another run. The key with this team is to get to the playoffs. That's, that's going to be the nerve-wracking thing. I think once they get there, they'll be all right. It's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a strange thing with this team and, um, is that they seem to do really well once they, they make the tournament. So that's the key, going to be the keys, either to win the division or, or get a wild-card spot and just get in there. Um, you, you're right, they have a tough division, but you, can, you can't tell which games are going to be tough and which, which aren't. But you, you have to ex- expect that m- most of the teams that they're playing this year that are tough are going to remain tough. Um, even, even a team like the Saints, who pe- some people are counting out, and I think they're counting them out prematurely, they've got, they've got a tough stretch run here. So they, I, they've... They've got to do well in the, in the division games, and, and if they can win the division, obviously that's the easiest route to get into the playoffs. Yeah, and what I've noticed about the Giants under Coughlin is they always start off very well. You know, yep. six uh, and two, six and two. Yeah, I mean, except for the year that they ended up winning their Super Bowl uh, uh, four years ago, you know, when they started at 0-2, they usually have a very, very good October. You know, they do well in September, have a good October, and then you start seeing – you know some different things in November and December, but November kills them for some yeah, reason. If you look yeah. at if you look at their their history, I dread going into November with this team. It's because that's the month that kills them. Yeah, and and if you you know it's kind of playing with fire. You know what the Giants did last year because it basically came down to the last couple of games of the season. You know if you beat the Cowboys, you're in. But from what I heard, I heard a great interview with Jerry Reese uh, during the off season, and he basically talked about somebody asked him the forecast of season for the Giants. And I think he basically said it's going to kind of go the way it went last year, in which they weren't really a bomb squad. They didn't go in there and win 13, 14 games. They did what they had to do to get in the playoffs, and then they turned it on. And, you know, I think Eli Manning is a back-against-the-wall quarterback. We've seen that many times. I don't think we have to shout about it in defending him to anybody anymore. If you need three at the end of the game, he'll get you four. If you need seven, you know, he'll get you eight. He'll get you the extra point. He'll get you the two-point conversion. Eli is basically a guy where you go to him and tell him what he has to do for the end result to win, and he will. And I'm thinking the Giants maybe have taken that mentality sometimes under Tom Coughlin where they look at the big picture at the end of the year. And sure, a lot of times you have to go, you know, and you have to go with it 
with other breaks happening where other teams have to lose, and that's why I call it playing with fire. But I think the Giants are one of those teams that's just going to be there during the their regular season, and then when they know they have to turn it up and they know they have to win games, I think that that's what their mentality is going to be. Unfortunately, you're probably right. You know, it would be nice to see them cruise <laughs> to a division title just once. But, you know, that also begs the question, too, is you've seen a lot of teams in recent years that have cruised to the number one seed and have gotten that by in the playoffs, and then they get and they lose. You know, look at Green Bay last year, fifteen and one, and all, and it went down the drain. It's it's it. You know, you wonder now: is it better for this Giants team? Is it better for them to just get into the playoffs so they have to play that extra week? Um, it doesn't make any sense. I know it doesn't, but they seem to do better when they are sort of they got it going and they're they're keeping it going and they're in a rhythm and and you wonder if they're better off just making it and getting in i don't know but in terms of my heart i just wish one year that they would they would just 12 and 4 you know three divisions up from their nearest competitor and 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 sew up the game sew up the division um sometime in early december that would be great i would i, I would love to see that but, but we did have that eric we had that when they defended their super bowl last time they clearly were the best team in football you know up in until the Plaxico Burris incident, but still they went into the playoffs as the number one seed, and they had a home playoff game, yeah. and we saw what happened. I don't think it's a coincidence, Eric, that the last two Super Bowl runs that the Giants went on, all the work was done on the road. Sure, you had the game against Atlanta you know, this year uh, where the Giants basically dominated that team, but all of the work that the Giants have done in the playoffs under Tom Coughlin that were successful were on the road in that Super Bowl, and I just think that the Giants are a better road team. I think that Eli Manning is a better road quarterback. I'm very happy that they won the playoff game in MetLife Stadium because you don't have to have people wondering if Eli could play there and throw into the wind. So a lot of questions there were answered. But believe me, if you told me looking at the schedule, if I'm more confident in a home game against the Saints or an away game against the 49ers, I'm going to tell you the away game against the 49ers only because of the mentality of his team. And when I also talk about playing with fire, you got to remember, last year the Giants got into the, the playoffs as a nine-win team. Two years ago, they won ten wins. They, they, yep. had, they had ten wins and didn't get yep. in. Yep. And that's what happens when you depend on the rest of the league to fall into place so you can get there. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes you win ten games and don't get in. So we'll see about what happens this year. That's why. And, and the only reason why I keep talking about this is because everybody's talking about the Giants' schedule. Oh, they're going to be a good team, but their schedule. Brutal, brutal, brutal. And I'm like, I feel what's proven under the Giants, what Eli Manning is, the more tougher the competition that this guy has, the better. And you made a great point before. If they do get to the playoffs and they play some of these same teams that they see in the regular season, Green Bay, San Francisco, they are battle-tested. You think it's a coincidence that the Giants went in and beat Green Bay in Green Bay in the playoffs when they just you know played no, a tough it's not game? No, coincidence. Right, no. played a tough game against them no. in the regular season and beat them. What happened uh, – uh, the year that they beat the Patriots. They lost that tough game at the end of the year. So, you know, battle-tested is, was, was a great, great way to describe it. Yeah, and they, they, know, they know how to measure themselves up against those teams. And that you saw them in the pregame, you know, the pregame uh, clips that came out after the game. Um, they, they felt they, to a man they were going to beat Green Bay. And they felt they were going to beat Green Bay because they knew that they had played them close, even with the depleted roster in the Meadowlands. So that's the thing about this team, and I know you want to wrap this up, but that's the thing about this team that, that, that the pundits just don't understand. This is a darn 
good football team from top to bottom. They've got a couple issues. Um, offensive line, we've got to worry about. We've got to worry about the injury situ- situation in, in at cornerback. But the, the rest of this team is very deep and is very, very talented, and it's very talented at, at positions that teams are usually desperate for. It's got an elite quarterback, and they can rush the passer. If you've got those two things, uh, and the Giants' formula has proven to be correct. And the other thing is they've got great wide receivers. So it's a passing league now. They've got the quarterback and the receivers, and they've got the pass rushers to go after the opponent's quarterback. This, and they've got a good special team. So we've been, you know, we sort of, the last few years, we've been sort of uh, hammering their special teams, but their kicking game is as good as anybody out there. They've, they've, thank you, Jets, for giving us your punter. I mean, he's turned out to be oh, an, an awesome terrific. weapon for he us. He is terrific. Um, and, and I know Lawrence Tynes has gotten grief, but he's turned into a very, very clutch, reliable kicker for the Giants. And and they 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 are a dangerous football team, and I guarantee you teams like Green Bay and the Patriots and 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 um, the, all the other elite teams out there don't want to see this team in the playoffs because this is a darn good football team. My only thing with them is just get to the playoffs, get there, and I, and I have complete confidence in them. We're, we, as we do this show throughout the year, we're going to have ups and downs, and where there's going to be wins and there's going to be losses. But we're going to be biting our nails. Just just get into the tournament, and once you're there, as long as Eli's healthy and and most of these pass rushers are healthy. They're going to be able to do it again. Yeah, so. and I and I thought that the Giants, j- just to wrap it up on my end, the Giants, uh, uh, what their game plan was coming into this season. I think that what they saw last year on offensive side of the ball, beside the confidence that they have in Eli Manning, they saw that explosive players. You know what Victor Cruz did in winning two or three of those games with some of his explosive plays. You know nobody will forget. A, you know the the play against the Jets basically. You know is what put the Giants into that whole playoff run. Is 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 that that explosive play against the Jets. And then you get Hakeem Nix, who just had this explosive ability, which you saw in the Atlanta game, and you saw that they have that. And then they go out and draft a player. Do you think it's a coincidence that in the first round they go out and find the most explosive exactly. you know, uh, offensive player they can find? So I think that Jerry Reese and Tom Coughlin you know, and Gilbride have seen what can ga- change the game on offensive side of the ball besides your steady quarterback and having a good quarterback is explosive players that can change the game in one play. And... On the defensive side of the ball, you got a guy like Jason Pierre-Paul, who was their first-round pick a couple of years ago, who is an explosive player just like Ozu Yuminura, and he can change the game in one play. So I think the Giants saw that that is the recipe you know, to get them to the next level, and it worked last year, and hopefully it works again this year. And I don't know what to tell you as far as what they're going to do in the regular season. I think it's going to be a roller coaster. I think it's going to be fun just like it was last year because you got to remember, Eric, there were times in the season last year where you know, we were defending Eli Manning, we were defending the Giants, but it wasn't really looking so good with them after Seattle game and after uh, a Redskins loss. Redskins but, game, you know, yeah. I don't know if they're going to be world <laughs> champions again, but you know what? At least they're going to be an interesting team to watch. And, and you know, I, 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 I love my Giants, so I'm with them every play. I watch every play of the preseason, so I know a lot of Giant fans out there are like that. And I want you to let them know what they can get on the Big Blue Interactive website. Well, if you come to BigBlueInteractive.com with news and notes about the latest developments, um, we're recording this today as the cuts are rolling in, so that's going to be a big story that this whole week leading up to the Dallas game is who got cut and who, you know, who's coming in and all that. We're going to be talking about Dallas a lot this week, obviously. And then fans can come on board and 
um, you know, in conjunction with the Yes Network, when we do these podcasts, we'll, I'll put an announcement up in our fan forum, and people, fans out there can put out their questions that they'd like to see you and I talk about during the show, and we can discuss that. So usually, you know, we're going to be talking about the games that are coming up, and people I'm sure are going to have questions about roster moves and questions about the opponent and questions about the team, of course, and all that. So, so it's it's the strength of the website really is it's a community of Giants fans and that that interact with one another and we hope to have more interaction with our listeners out there as well this year. So if you got questions, please you know send them in and we'll talk about about them on the air. And what I love so much about your website is not only the passion from all the fans that write in and the passion when they talk about their team, whether it be negative or positive. You know, it can't always be rosy, even though you're world <laughs> champions. You know, it's nice to win a world championship every four years, but, you know, it's not always going to happen. But I love the passion. I love the passion out of you. This is why I really enjoy doing the show every week. And, and you know what? It's not the end of the world if the Giants lose, but to some of us, you know, for three hours a week, it really is. It makes it fun, and, you know, I know we have nothing to do with the outcome of the game. Maybe sometimes we think we do if we sit in a certain <laughs> seat, but at least we know that there's other fans out there that like us that really like football and that really like the Giants, so I'm looking forward to another great season with you, Eric. Oh, yeah, and this is a great time to be a Giants fan, too. I mean, it's just you can't, you can't beat this. I mean, they are, they are in a you know, an era of, of just fantastic football right now. And I think this team's got a, a couple more runs in them. So let's, 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 this is going to be a fun time for us to be doing the show. Yeah. And I'm going to close the show up until last year. I've said it to a lot of people. I said, you're really only going to, you know, realize what you had in Eli Manning and Tom Coughlin oh. when they're done. You know, yeah. you're not, you're going to look back and say, boy, they were good. And I'm glad after last year and what happened with the Super Bowl that people are realizing that now. So I'm very happy for them. I'm very happy for Giant fans, and we'll look we'll, we'll look to next week. We'll look for a victory against the Cowboys, and we'll look for all for you to come back to the Big Blue Interactive website and yesnetwork.com and the Big Blue Breakdown podcast. Until then, folks, stay true, stay blue.